It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world. Bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors. Covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome in to another episode of Everything Under the Sun as we get ready for the holiday season. A new study by the AAA Foundation found that the disturbing trend of deadly driving behavior continues to rise to unprecedented levels. Jake Nelson from AAA will join us to talk about that trend and how you can keep yourself safe and think about traveling safely as you make your way around for the holiday season. We have a monumental winter storm as well that we're tracking and talking about going into this holiday weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that and some words about this podcast and some changes that are coming in the future. Friends, sit back and relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. And friends, you know, I've been doing some traveling lately. I just uh, drove to New York City and spent a few days uh, the other day in my drive from a state college to New York City was full of problems and not because of the weather. The weather was fine, but had a lot of folks speeding in that left lane uncontrollably coming up on my back and kind of scaring me a little bit. I saw a lot of uh, distracted driving behaviors, not only from the cars, but trucks and stuff. It is just really bad out there these days, in my opinion, and I think others as well. AAA Foundation is part of AAA that really looks at traffic, and Jake Nelson, the Director of Traffic Safety and Advocacy and Research, is here to talk to us about a study that they just completed that kind of goes in line with those observations I just made, where the behaviors of folks, even with all the technology we have in terms of deadly driving problems and accidents, it's increasing to unprecedented numbers. So Jake Nelson joins us from AAA to talk about the problems, why it's occurring, and what are some things you can do to prevent a travel mishap as you get into this holiday season travel. Jake Nelson from AAA joins us on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Jake, it's great to have you here on Everything Under the Sun as we wanted to talk about uh, some information. And I started really seeing it in the media here the last couple of weeks about how with recent studies and surveys, we're looking at driving behavior, and it has really hit an all-time low for dangerous driving behavior. And I can certainly um, commiserate with that. I drove to New York City back on Saturday, drove back from there to uh, central Pennsylvania middle of this week, and uh, encountered people, even on a sunny day, just driving well, I could use words, but, uh, you know, speed, uh, distraction and all kinds of stuff. And 
I'm looking at this winter weather scenario that we have coming up at the end of the week. And you figure with all the people with pressure to get places and go places, this is kind of a bad scenario here over the next uh, couple of days. The combination of these bad driving behaviors and the bad weather that we're going to see. So let's talk a little bit about that, Jake. Uh, Talk about this study and what uh, you folks at AAA have gleaned from it and what you want the folks in the uh, general public to understand about this whole scenario. I hear you. So, I mean, we we at AAA are laser focused on trying to understand how we could possibly in the United States have reached this 16-year high in the number of people killed in traffic crashes. This is at a time when we have major advancements in automotive technology, uh, advanced driving assistance technologies, lots of chatter about fully autonomous vehicles right around the corner, uh, improvements in road treatments that help prevent serious injury and death if a crash does occur. And then of course, all the highway safety laws that we know save lives uh, advances on those fronts across the states as well. So how, given all those positive changes, could we possibly have moved in the wrong direction? And so our latest study from the AAA Foundation is one of a series of investigations that we've launched uh, to try to understand why this is happening and what are all the contributing factors. And this latest one, we survey motorists around the United States and ask them about a whole range of highway safety issues, their engagement and risk-taking behaviors behind the wheel, but also their perspectives on whether or not that's dangerous and how they'd feel about others doing it on the road. The punchline here is that people are quick to point out that Risk-taking behaviors like speeding and driving under the influence of alcohol or cannabis are dangerous and should be avoided, but a huge portion of the same people who respond to this survey admit to doing it themselves. Mm. So it's a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do scenario here. The challenge is is that uh, we have record number a record number of people killed in traffic crashes right now. We know that the risk profile of who's driving today versus before the COVID-19 pandemic has fundamentally changed in the wrong direction. And then this survey points out that the top three most alarming statistics we found, for example, are that the proportion of people who admit to driving when they think they're over the legal limit for alcohol uh, has increased by about 24%. Uh, Right behind it, uh, cannabis at about 14%, and then speeding, the most pervasive risk-taking behavior Mm. that we found in our study, uh, up 12% over the year before. And so uh, I'd say one thing to keep in mind here is that in all cases but speeding, a majority of motorists are doing the right thing and not engaging in these risk-taking behaviors. What's alarming is that we're moving in the wrong direction at a time when we should be doing everything we can to drive down the number of people killed in traffic crashes. Yeah, it's, and it is concerning. And, and the speeding thing, I think, really has gotten out of hand because of uh, crowd-sharing apps that allow you to know exactly uh, to a moment's notice when a member of our uh, police force is set up to to monitor your speed and that seems to have emboldened those uh, that are using that to travel at rates of speed that are just incredible to me. I mean, and sometimes I just I was driving on 80 between State College and New York, and I eased in the left lane to pass a truck that was going about uh, probably 10 miles an hour slower than me. And I just wanted to ease getting around. You know, I I no sooner got in the left lane. I happened in my rearview mirror and there's this car that I hadn't seen. And I looked 10 seconds before all that. It's on my 
rear end bumper acting like I was, you know, messing up his day. And basically I felt like it was almost going to ram into me. And then I think that's what starts these chain reactions of people seeing that panicking, making dumb moves in that scenario. And then we're off to the races with multiple accidents and problems, um, especially with the amount of truck traffic that it seems to be out here and seems to be in some ways more than I saw before because of the other transportation mode scenario problems that we're having in this time of year. Does all that that I'm saying make sense, especially when the speed comes to it? I mean, I see all the same kinds of scenarios that you've described. And uh, one of the things that uh, when, you know, I'm speaking to our members or to members of the general public uh, on the issue of speed in particular, I always try to remind them of this one statistic, which is you would have to travel at 80 miles an hour instead of 75 miles per hour for 100 miles in order to shave just five minutes off your travel time. <laughs> Most of us I'm, never... I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm laughing at that, but I, I understand what you're saying. And the proof is in the pudding yeah. in our electronic age when you look at your uh, GPS and you start speeding a little bit and that number of arrival time doesn't really change that no. much. So, so what are you uh, gaining, you know, right? I'm, I'm not immune to wanting to get to my destination as fast as I can, especially if I'm late and stressed out. I, I understand, but the reality is, is that speeding, even if you're going 15 miles per hour over the maximum posted speed limit, is barely going to get you to your destination any faster, but is wildly risky in terms of the likelihood that it could land you or the people traveling around you or in the vehicle with you in a hospital or in a casket. So it's just simply not worth it to speed, but we see it so commonly every day. And I want to go back to that point that you made, uh, which is what's really kind of uh, disappointing to me. It's because I, I, I mean, I've, I've got a car that is loaded with things to make me safer. Um, you know, it, it tells me when the thing in front of me is slowing down to a point where I may possibly hit it. It'll, if it'll, it'll break for me. It'll do all those things. I got all these cameras and all that stuff. And the more technology that we've thrown at this. The more we've almost been cavalier as drivers and say, oh, I don't really need it, but and I'm not going to pay attention to it. And that's that's sad and scary to me because the tools are there for people with these new uh, vehicles that have everything that you could really need to help keep you safe. Uh, first, you're not wrong. Second, I'd say that, uh, you know, these kinds of advanced driver assistance technologies, the building blocks of fully autonomous vehicles, maybe one day, are not penetrating the vehicle fleet at the rate that I think most people assume. So uh, they're in higher end cars, newer cars, uh, and it takes about 13 years for the vehicle fleet in the United States to turn over when a new technology is introduced into the fleet as a standard technology. And so the wealthier, older drivers are the ones who are benefiting most from these kinds of technologies, but these are also among the safest drivers on the road. And so the people who could really use these technologies to sort of save them from themselves are the ones who don't have them installed in their car. Uh, so that's one thing to consider. Another factor that we've highlighted in our research at AAA and other areas of highway safety is that um, these technologies only work if you rely on them only when it's appropriate. So if you don't understand when these kinds of technologies don't work or the kinds of environments or scenarios they weren't designed to function for you, 
then you will over rely on them to do things for you that they can't do. And so a lot of the technologies that you that you described rely on LIDAR and radar and cameras and heavy snow, which we're mm. going to see in a few days. Those technologies can't function. And so if you if you become complacent and over-reliant on those technologies to warn you if you're drifting out of your lane or whatever the case may be, and you're driving in heavy snow, that's when you're going to get into trouble. And so, you know, 48 hours from now is is probably uh, when we need to be most vigilant behind the wheel and uh, look at these kinds of technologies as supplementary to the primary responsibility of being a focused alert driver. We're talking with Jake Nelson. He's Director of Traffic Safety Advocacy and Research for AAA and the AAA Foundation, which uh, looks at travel and these kinds of scenarios to make people aware of these problems and, and decidedly corrective actions. And one thing about Jake is he is an epidemiologist. You you started as in the medical field, correct? And so I did. I used to run a health department back in the day. And... Yeah, back in Chicago, I read that. And what what struck me when I read your bio is you think, and I don't disagree with you at all, that you know, traffic safety and fatalities and the way this is going really needs to be factored in when we're talking about people and their life expectancy and and that kind of stuff much more so than maybe we're giving it credit for as a society or 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 talking about it is is that, is that the gist of what i read from you jake yeah i think that uh you know traffic injury and death is a huge public health challenge here in the united states and in other parts of the world for that matter but especially here in the us uh, for all the advancements that that we see in technology and the wealth of our nation, we are lagging behind other developed nations in terms of the kinds of things policymakers and transportation engineers are are doing and implementing, the kinds of laws that we're passing that drive down the number of people injured or killed in traffic crashes. Uh, it's unfortunate. We have all the tools, but we're not making uh, the right actions. So as we wrap this up in a bow here, as we get ready for Christmas, I mean, it's one thing to tell people you're not doing the right thing. It's, um, you know, but but the problem to me is I don't feel like there's a lot of care out there because, you know, the people that are going to obey the laws will do it. Um, does the care have to become by uh, from the rest of us by, you know, cracking down on laws? Um, does it does it be incumbent upon our safety officials to say, you know what, we've got a major problem here. We got to figure out a way to fix it, whether or not it's um, controlling speed somehow or another or those kinds of things. Uh, what what are some of the things that maybe AAA has talked about to people to help the scenario get better? Let's turn this trend around. How can we do that? So longer term, there are lots of things that we need to sort of lean on and push our decision makers, our elected officials to do better processes for deciding and determining what maximum posted speed limits are, the kinds of treatments to roadways that help force people to drive slower and more conscious and aware, to eliminate the kinds of environments where the most fatal crashes are likely to occur. So an example would be intersections, whereas mm. you could put a roundabout or a traffic circle, which eliminates right angle crashes, which are the most dangerous. And so uh, these are longer term goals that AAA and AAA clubs around the country are pushing for uh, all the time. But nearer term, as we move into the holiday season, there are all the obvious sort of personal responsibility kinds of things that we could say about, you know, always be a focused driver, uh, keep your phone put away when you're behind the wheel, 
you know, don't speed, only drive when you're you're sober. So all the things that you might expect. But uh, from a public health point of view, I think recognizing that when we look at these statistics, even though they're in many cases moving in the wrong direction, overall, in most cases, most drivers are making the safest choice. And so I think probably one of the most influential and impactful things that we individually can all do, since a majority of us are making the right choice, is model that behavior. And when you're in the car and you're the one driving, or even if you're a passenger in that car, buckle your safety belt. It, it can reduce your odds of dying in a traffic crash by half. If you see the person, if you're a passenger in a car and the person is speeding, ask them to slow down, tell them that you're uncomfortable. So modeling the safer behavior and sort of setting those social expectations on those around you, um, whether you're a passenger or the one behind the wheel, I think can have a really big impact, especially in the nearer term. So uh, that's what I plan to do when uh, traveling around with my friends and family. And I think it's it's probably the most effective thing that we can do in the near term, especially uh, until we can get to the other side of this holiday season. Maybe just that reinforcing, you know, friend, family <laughs> yes. member, colleague, I don't yeah. really need to get there that fast. We can we can be a little bit late. I want to arrive there safely. Just kind of a, a way to say it without saying you're driving too fast or right, slow just down. Speak up. Right? So um, I think that's uh, certainly something uh, to think about. Jake, really great stuff. I appreciate that. This is something I think we need to follow along with and look at because some of these things are not going to get any better in some ways. I think people, even with the technology and they want to stay in touch, they're trying to rely on the phone, the, 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 the car is supposed to make it easy and safe. It's not necessarily if you're fumbling around on the dashboard when you're supposed to be looking ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the other thing I think is uh, this idea, too, of of making sure that we're uh, appropriate speed limits in certain situations. I'm seeing a lot more major interstates and states now going with adjustable speed limits on their major highways. And I think really that's the way to go because every storm situation is a different one. And I think that's going to be helpful going forward if people follow along or we hold them accountable to that, right? Those are the things we have to do in the end. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, every there isn't a state Department of Transportation in this country that wouldn't tell you that their top priority is safety. And I think we ought to hold them to that, because if that were truly the case, then we wouldn't have speed limits set the way that they are today. And we have a long way to go. Jake, appreciate the information and the time. We look forward to talking to you again here on Everything Under the Sun. Happy holidays. Friends, you can get information on that uh, study through AAA.com. Thanks again to Jake Nelson. We look forward to talking to him more as we go through uh, the future here. Speaking of the future, this podcast, we're going to change it up a little bit as we get into the new year. I'm going to talk about the weather for this upcoming weekend and a couple of weeks beyond. And I'll talk to our executive producer, Ken Prell, about some of these changes that we're going to see realized and everything under the sun to make it uh, more interesting, more situations where the weather meets your life as we go into the new year. That's coming up next on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to our second segment here in this episode of Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com as we get ready to head into the Christmas and New Year holiday. And it's uh, my pleasure as the person that's sitting in front of the microphone more times than not in this amazing podcast that I've been privileged to be part of the last couple of years to bring in our executive producer, Ken Prell. Uh, and Ken, you know, I know you and I and Andy Robb and a lot of folks have been putting a lot of time and effort into this podcast. And we liked some of the things that we've been doing, but we wanted to kind of change it up a little bit to kind of give it some focus that people can count on. And one of those focuses that we have been trying to kind of capture, Ken, is, you know, talking about where the weather meets your life. Things in your life, whether it's past, present, or future, that the weather impacts or will impact or did impact, and talking about those. And I think we're going to try to align ourselves here going forward in the new year when we resume about mid-January with everything under the sun into that kind of format where we're kind of hitting some really big stories every week and then other information that you can use not only for that week but other times in your life. Absolutely. I mean, I was just looking back. I mean, we started this in March of 2020. With the pandemic again. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yep, we revived yep. this podcast, yeah? Yep. And, uh, you know, we've done, what, over 100 episodes. <laughs> and now, <laughs> now, yeah, I think it's, you know, time to uh, refresh things a little bit, uh, you know, change things up. And I think the one thing that we're seeing more of, especially here at AccuWeather, is the amazing storytellers that we have. Yeah, we do. We have uh, people like Evan Myers that will be helping us again. We'll bring the history maybe once a month. Um, Christina Shaloup, who's on our network, amazing uh, personality. We're going to bring her in more often. She's got a lot of great um, lines to sports figures who... uh, are, are weather weenies or weather nuts <laughs> is the best way to put it. So that's going to be something we look at. One of the episodes a month, we're going to look at science and gardening and nature and that kind of thing and kind of meld that in. And and really the upfront focus, you know, we I used to call, or I've been calling it the first race of focus. That upfront focus is going to be driven on the weather news, I think, mm-hmm. every week. So we're going to change. We've been dropping this podcast late in the week towards the weekend, but I think we're going to kind of move that up to about Wednesday. Yep. So we'll be making our editorial decisions first part of the week and, uh, and then dropping this podcast. And again, two segments, a newsmaker kind of uh, wow factor segment at the beginning and then something that's uh, a little bit more... Um, less timely, but certainly important. I think those are the things that we're looking at. Yeah, I think we're looking at more stories, you know, uh, getting out there, reaching out to people who are impacted by the weather. And also we have, you know, great field reporters mm. here at AccuWeather yes, we that do. we want to start checking in with more often and uh, and hearing what, you know, what they're seeing on the ground. Yeah, no, we have great experts, uh, yep. you know, that we see on the network Except me. I'm not a great expert. I'm just an expert. Um, no, man, you're appearing more and more on the network. I, know, I see I, you out I, here. I, my like, office is my perfect. My face for radio <laughs> is getting, uh, is getting uh, challenged here. 
But great experts. We've got great folks who, you know, one of the things about AccuWeather is we all love the weather and we all look at the general weather, but we all have our interests. You know, I love sports. I love disc golf. I love gardening. I love this. People love astronomy. People love walking. People like, so, you know, what is it that you love? What is it as the listener to this podcast that you like and want to listen to or hear about? And we have a way to feed that back to us, right, Ken? Absolutely. Our, our, our email address. Yep, our email's always open. We want to hear from you. AccuWeather.podcast at AccuWeather.com. Again, AccuWeather.podcast at AccuWeather.com. And, you know, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're subscribed on uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can always, we want to hear from you. Give us a review. Give us, uh, yeah. you know, let us know what you want to hear. And while we'll, over the next couple of weeks, over the holidays, till about mid-January, till we produce the next episode, I mean, there's opportunities to go back. You can look at that list, and there's some really neat things. Maybe you... Uh, Lightning safety. You you you've talked to your son or daughter about standing out in the thunderstorm, and you're saying, and they're saying, well, why? I don't understand. Well, you can talk to them and let them hear about lightning safety. Um, some of the great historical events we've talked about. Some of the great um, gardening tips that even in the dead of winter might give you a little hope <laughs> to be ready for spring. I know I'm already as we sit here buried under some snow, and that's the last thing I do want to talk about. As we go into the next couple of week period, we're coming into this beginning of the Christmas weekend with this monster storm that's creating all kinds of havoc with snow and wind and, you know, temperature drops 40 to 50 to 60 degrees in the in the span of a few hours. So that's going to continue into the weekend. The icy grip will kind of loosen as we get towards the middle of that period between Christmas and New Year's, but there is the possibility we have another coastal storm, Pacific Northwest, snow and ice and problems, and they're going to have off and on with that as we go through the next couple of weeks, too. This really brings up the point of using your AccuWeather tools to get the best information, and that's on our website, AccuWeather.com, where you also can get AccuWeather Now, which is kind of an amalgamation of our programming that's on the network and other things. You can also uh, use our apps, uh, amazing apps, with the newly redesigned, and we talked last week or so about Wintercast. It's actually been freshened up. It looks amazing. gives you even more information that you can get on your Android or Apple AccuWeather app. And then, of course, our, our great radio and media partners, our TV stations, radio stations that I'm on, and uh, all of the great partners that we have uh, helping you with that information. Ken, I'm excited. I need a little break. I think we all do. <laughs> but when we come back about mid-January, we're going to get going, and I hope we can build a great audience and a great network of people who enjoy the weather and want to talk about everything under the sun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.